Ceramics are everywhere in today's world, but who are the scientists and engineers who work with such materials? Now is your chance to meet them here on Ceramic Tech Chat. I'm Irene DeGeer, and this is Ceramic Tech Chat. Though we are called the American Ceramic Society, nearly 40% of our members are located outside of the United States. Because many of ACER's large conferences take place in the United States, it can be difficult for our international members to connect with their colleagues in the community. Fortunately, ACER's international chapters offer members a way to connect with each other in their local region. I'm acting as the chair of the ACER Thailand chapter. We hope that our society would become a crucial part in integrating different fields of people and making this large impact to the society. It's a difficult job, but I think somebody has to do it, and we are willing to do it. That's Radhikorn Yimnarun, Dean of the School of Energy Science and Engineering at Vidya Sira Medhi Institute of Science and Technology in Rayong, Thailand. Radhikorn, along with his colleagues Naratip Gitikorn and Jakrapong Kwekau, co-founded the Thailand chapter of ACERS in 2019. What does it take to establish an ACERS international chapter? And what roles do Radhikorn and his colleagues see the Thailand chapter playing in the country's local ceramic community? As founders of ACERS Thailand chapter, it's no surprise that Radhikorn, Naratip, and Jakrapong specialize in ceramic and glass research. However, the specific field of research that each specializes in is quite different. I am Jakapong Gao Kao. I am the Vice President of the ACER Thailand Chapters. I am the Professor of Physics and Head of the Center of Excellence in Glass Technology and Material Science in Nakhon Ratchapat University. I am working on glass science, especially on the new glass system for optical materials. As you know, in theoretical, glass is 100% recyclable. But sometimes we will not recycle it because sometimes recycling uh, cost is more expensive. So that's why we work on glass. Not only the for recycling system, we also develop glass for new materials like the radiation detectors, a laser medium system, and some optical amplifiers. Okay. Is there a large glass industry in Thailand? Thailand is a big glass industry in ASEAN. So we have the two or three big companies to produce glasses, not only glasses, uh, window also. Okay, interesting. And very important now for in this area. Right, not just for construction, but display glasses and other... Uh, construction also, yeah, construction also. Uh, bottom, uh, decoration, many glass is also pro- produced in Thailand and export to the ASEANs. Okay, great. Radicorn, can you talk to us a little bit about your research and why it's important, how it will make a difference? Actually, you know what? In the past 30 years or so, I've been working on functional ceramics. In particular, in the past decade or so, I've been working specifically on advanced characterization using the synchrotron techniques. So even though I work on different areas, but as I mentioned, past 10 years, I've been working on using this synchrotron facility in Thailand. It's very important because in ASEAN country, there are only two synchrotron facilities and one of the two is in Thailand. So that's why 
I moved to work in this specific area because I believe that a singleton facility would, would advance our uh, research in, in this uh, grass and ceramic area mm-hmm. for industrial application and for other applications. Mm-hmm. So in the United States, it can be very challenging to get time on a synchrotron. Do you have that problem in Thailand also? Actually, in Thailand, I would invite anyone to come to use the synchrotron facility in Thailand because it's not that difficult to get the, the beam time for synchrotron. Actually, I'm really lucky that I'm actually the one responsible for taking care of one of the beam lights. So I have very good access to the beam light. So it's been very fortunate. Surprisingly, the Thai government is investing in this synchrotron facility. They are building the second synchrotron facility just right in the backyard of my university. So it's, it's right in the middle of the EECI area. It's very important. Oh, absolutely. That's a really fundamental tool and right. an extremely powerful tool. So yeah, having that much access to it is really pretty amazing. I know many scientists here in the United States would be envious to hear. <laughs> I, I actually have friends in the U.S. who have been collaborating with to use their samples to do some collaboration here. So as I mentioned, I'm, I'm very open to to do any collaboration with any of the colleagues around the world if, if they would like to use the synchrotron facility. So. I'm sure you'll be hearing from some after they hear this podcast. <laughs> So Naratip, would you briefly tell us about your research activities and what the impact of them are? Okay, I'm a professor of material science at King Mungkut Institute of Technology, Latgabang. Right now, I'm working on the hybrid PSO triboelectrics nanogenerator. This kind of generator is the new kind of uh, energy harvesting technology. This kind of generator can harvest mechanical energy from living environment and convert them into electricity. And as we know that there are several energy harvesting technology, some of them use the energy harvesting material like solar cell uh, technology, use the semiconductor like silicon to convert the solar energy into electricity. But the thermoelectric material can be used to convert the different between the temperature into electricity. And also mechanical energy can be converted to electricity by using the piezoelectric materials. Mm-hmm. However, there are several pain points on, on this technology. So for example, the, the PSO materials are ceramics and they are not flexible. And it's quite difficult to apply them to some application, for example, variable devices and the fabrication cost of the PSO ceramic is not cheap. Most of them are synthetic materials, and the output for performance is still not good enough for the application. So in our work, we combine the PSO materials with triboelectric effects. So we use the PSO material, especially PSO ceramics. We make the composite from PSO ceramics with mixed with polymers to make it flexible and use it in the triboelectric nanogenerators. So the working principle is based on three fundamental effects. First one is the piezoelectric effects, and the second one is the triboelectric effect. 
and electrostatic induction. Wow, that's really very interesting and really multidisciplinary. Also, in terms of marrying together material science and mechanical engineering, energy engineering, and science. You mentioned the ASEAN countries a couple of times. Is there much collaboration between them? It's a large region, but populated with some smaller countries. So, how does that work? Well, at the moment, as far as I understand, there are attempts to put together this kind of collaboration between ASEAN countries, but so far, I don't think they've been that successful yet. So mm-hmm. that's why we try to form this organization with ASEAN. We've been trying to force this uh, Asia Pacific ceramic corporations to bring together people from the ASEAN country to sit mm-hmm. around and you know, and talk and how we can collaborate more. Yeah, it's important to point out that all three of you are founding members of the new American Ceramic Society Thailand chapter. Can you tell me how about when you established it and how many people belong and okay. what are some of the activities that you've been engaging in? Okay, I'll just uh, give the brief introduction about this. So we have the Thai Ceramic Society. It's been established for quite some years. And then we have the work on this material research and also ceramic research for the past more than 30 years. But unfortunately, I think we were not well organized. So about five years ago, we came together and then we, we thought of maybe to actually put us on the map. So maybe we should have the society that represent our research in Thailand so that people outside Thailand would notice more how we come together and the quality of the research that we are working on in Thailand. So you know what we started from that about five years, five or six years ago, we started putting together a material research society of, of Thailand. So we started from that and then it's become large then as myself, I was educated with my degrees in ceramic science <laughs> from Penn State. So that maybe my, my area of expertise is actually in ceramic science. And of course, uh, the two young men here, they also in ceramics and glass. So we came together again and said, maybe we should also try to start this society, the American Ceramic Society Thailand chapter, because... It's, of course, American Ceramic Society is the biggest society in terms of ceramics in the world. So maybe we try to link it up. And of course, we got uh, connected with uh, with the help of uh, Professor Amabala uh, and also the past president, Dr. Tatsuki Oji. I actually went to Japan to meet up with him. Then I met him two years ago in 2019 in Oregon during the MSNT meeting in Portland. So we, we sat down and we talk and then said, yeah, we would like to establish this society. Our main purpose, we have three main purpose. The first one is we want to build a community of the ceramics and glass people. Like people can talk about ceramics or people can share their experience or research. And we need the database of people that work in this field. And what kind of materials that they work, what are they interesting. And finally, we want to connect the academic people 
and industry people in terms of uh, research collaboration. Yeah, this is the three main purpose. And what kinds of activities are you doing or have you done or have planned to make that happen, to meet those goals? We actually have planned to have both the professional meetings and activities as a monthly activities and we focus more also on the student activities. That's why in our chapter, we have 13 different divisions. Of course, we follow the ASA US and the two divisions that we also very much focusing on is one is student activity division and another one is young professional and educational division. So we try to get people more involved in every level, not only researcher, not only student, but also industrial partner. And we have already two division activity on a grass and optical material, GOMD. Can Jacobong provide more details on that? Okay, thanks, Pratikon. So last year, we have two GOMD meetings. The first is start in August. August for meeting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We have around 60 or 70 people attend in our first meeting. This is on-site meeting. We start some social media and group in social media to connect between each other for research, for another activities, and for our students can enjoy in class research. And also we have just two weeks later, we have GOMD workshop in my university for one week. And we have the around uh, 30 people to attend. Actually, we have three times. Uh, third time in the SmartMap conference, we have the right. special seminar on the glass scintillators. This is a, a special material for radiation detection using glass materials. So say we have three activities in the last year. And we have a two activities in plan in this year for GOMD meeting already. Yeah, let me give more details. Since the beginning of this chapter, we plan to have the grand opening for the chapter. In the beginning of March, we planned the activity, but all of a sudden, the COVID-19 happened. So we, we had to cancel that meeting. So the first big meeting, the conference that we, we had was you know, this Smart Map 2020 in December. So it's a hybrid meeting, but we have 600 people, more than 500 on site and maybe about 50 from abroad. They are attending online. So. So that's the first big meeting for us. And later this year, actually in December this year, we also plan another big conference by ASUS Thailand chapter. That, of course, is the annual meeting. But as Chakrapong mentioned, we also try to have divisional meeting, either online or on-site, from different divisions. For educational division and also the young professional and student division, they came up with this idea of uh, making a survey. We try to understand uh, the education situation in Thailand in terms of material research. So we hope that we will make a summary of this and then we post on our Facebook and also website. You know, we got very interesting data. Maybe the survey will change, the ongoing survey. So maybe every six months we will report this survey so that people and especially students would understand more about the situation of the ceramic industry in Thailand. And so far, you ask how many people? 
in our social group at the moment we have more than 170 people as a group member and we certainly hope that this member will join ACERS as a ACER membership and there are so many different benefits from you know, joining ACERS so there are many different categories for for different class of members so we're trying to tell our member to join ACER in that sense. Well, that sounds great. Like you have a lot of energy behind your group. So very exciting. We're really excited to see where this goes and how it develops and builds out. ACERS 11 international chapters offer a way for our international members to connect with each other through regular technical, educational, and professional events and networking opportunities. Learn more about ACERS international chapters at ceramics.org slash international chapters. Why don't we talk a little bit about the ceramics industry in Thailand? Can you tell us a little bit about what its strengths are and where its innovations are, so forth? Let me briefly tell you that in Thailand, when we talk about ceramics, people tend to understand in ceramics in the sense that it's more to the traditional ceramics. Even though there are some industry in Thailand, there are technical ceramics, and there's a big company in Thailand in Thailand, we can classify the ceramic industry into group, the big company or, or like holding company, and more and medium-sized enterprise or SME. For the big company, I'm not worried about their status because they are well-organized and they have the technology, knowledge, and also they have manpower. They expand their business to the like merge and acquisition, not only in Thailand, but also Southeast Asia. For the SME, small and medium enterprise, some of them doing well in business, but the others are not well organized. They lack knowledge and innovation. Their products are easy to copy and low productivity and high production costs. And yeah, that is the point of view of ceramics industry in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I think as Narati mentioned that this ceramic part and also as we mentioned at the beginning that this, the grass industry is also very important in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, Chakapong can also provide a little bit details on the grass industry in Thailand so that we have a larger picture of the whole industry. Uh, we have the two big companies in Thailand. One is Bangkok Glass. Bangkok is the name of the capital city. Yeah. And Thailand. And the uh, second one is Ocean Glass. It's, this is the two big companies in Thailand to produce the many classes products. And also, this is a big production. Let's say biggest production in ASEAN here in Thailand. So that's why it is important. And this is big value of economic in Thailand from glass industry. So most of glass is still the conventional glass. I mean, how I can say just traditional glass, not special one. Uh, just bottom, just glass, just uh, colored glass, uh, just decoration. Okay, we have some more lighter window industry just for the construction. This is also some innovation 
but it's merged with the thin film uh, technologies like the uh, smart windows, heat protection, or something like that. This is another part of the glass material in Thailand also that contributes in the market. Okay. I, Thank you. I would also mention that Irene asked about the innovation that these companies are trying to do. I think in the past 10 years or so, these big companies are trying to put in some innovation so that they can make the value added to their products. Instead of just beautiful decoration, now there are some function that they're trying to put in. I think they are doing well in that part. And hopefully that we can contribute more to their innovation. But as I mentioned, it just started about 10 years ago. They are used to the conventional ceramic or conventional glass. Now they need to make it more valuable. So they put in some function into their product. So that's what they're trying to do. And they're investing a lot in the past uh, five to 10 years. Last fall, you organized the smart material. Yeah, at 2020. So that's a very interesting idea. Does that kind of pick up on your remarks about more functional materials? Yes, actually, this Smart Materials conference series started about 20 years ago. Surprisingly, you know what the people who actually got up started on this Smart Materials series were distinguished life member from ASUS. My late professor, Robert Newnham, mm-hmm. Elite Cross, and also Professor Kenji Ushino and Professor Amabala. These are the people who got us started on the smart material because about 20 years ago, they, of course, when I came back to Thailand, they asked us, what's the same question that you asked us? The landscape of the ceramic research in Thailand. And at that time, nanotechnology is just came across, you know, and then they said, oh, maybe you should organize this meeting because it's the future of the ceramic research. So that's why we organized these smart materials. And we got it going. And then every four years, we organize smart materials. The last time that we organized just a couple of months ago, uh, it was the fifth in the series. And it was very successful. And we believe that actually this smart material series got Thailand on the map in terms of the ceramic research. Even though in Thailand, we have been working on on ceramic research for more than 30, 40 years, but Mm -hmm. this got us on the map. So Mm -hmm. very important. Okay. Sticking with the theme of industry, there was an announcement just earlier this week, just by chance, that the American company Coors Tech is breaking ground on a new facility in Rayong, Thailand, They expect to open this manufacturing facility in about a year, so in 2022, and they expect to ramp up to about 600 employees. So what do you think that says, what kind of message does that investment send to the Thai community working in the ceramics and glass industry? You know what, um, in the past five to 10 years, there's some declining in interest in, in material research especially in ceramic research. We all uh, started about 20 or 30 years ago. At that time, everything was going very good, you know, in terms of the number of people uh, coming to the society, number of people, number of students coming to the program. Just last month, we understood that the situation is changing. We did a survey by this uh, Acer Thailand chapter that we're trying to understand the situation of the 
public educational system in Thailand, in in particular in the ceramic science or material science, is going. We got some information, very interesting information. I'll, I'll share with you later. But this establishment of cost tech in Thailand would actually change the whole landscape. And we are uh, we just discussing this evening that oh maybe it's possible that we share this news to potential students. We believe that in the next five to ten years, we will come back to actually get more attention from students, and we believe that our ceramic society will actually come back and then get people to work for cost tech, and it would be really. Great if we actually get to connect with them and try to understand, and that's one of the reason why we established this society because we would like to be the linkage between educational and government sector in Thailand with industry. One thing I wonder has your survey given you any insight as to why young people choose to study material science and why they choose to study ceramic and glass materials in particular. At the moment, the data that I have, young people are interested in eco-friendly material. They are looking forward more of the environmental friendly material. So that is something that we would like to provide this information so that whenever any university in Thailand is going to making a new curriculum, they would understand. Okay, this is the area that you actually need to go instead of you know, just you know open up any. Any program, so you need to be more specific and address the need of the young people. Actually, the, the policy of the Thai government is gearing towards this bio circular green economy. So a lot of things that we we have discussed about. So the young people, they, of course, they they read in social media, they understand the terms more, and then I think they are more interested in this area. Well, and all three of you have really picked up on that in your research in terms of. Jackrapong and working with recycling of glass materials and narrative on energy harvesting using new materials, uh, very efficient materials, and of course, Radicorn mm-hmm. smart materials are right. very highly functional, functionalized materials for specific kinds of applications. So, right. sounds like the Thai approach is already very aligned with how students are selecting their career paths. While attending large international conferences is desirable, building strong local communities with like-minded colleagues is beneficial as well, and may help your region become the next go-to area for collaborations in the future. I'm Eileen Degier, and this is Ceramic Tech Chat. Visit our website at ceramics.org for this episode's show notes and to learn more about the new Thailand chapter and our other international chapters. Ceramic Tech Chat is produced by Lisa McDonald and copyrighted by the American Ceramic Society. Until next time, I'm Irene Tegir, and thank you for joining us.